Welcome to the Coffee Break Bible Study Podcast. We are glad to have you with us today as we continue to study God's Word and spend time within it and how we can apply it to our lives just as we are told to study it in in 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verses uh, 15. And yet how wonderful it is when we think of God's Word to spend time within it, to know that God has given us everything that pertains to life and godliness Everything that we need to be thoroughly furnished, as we see in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. And today, I just want to share with you a few moments and, and look over some things that, that uh, we can bring to our mind and our attention to maybe our lives and the things that happen in our lives. And oftentimes, when we look at, at, at the world around us, how often it is, it becomes drear. Uh, it becomes dark. We, we look at all the negative things that are going on in the world all the, all the negative things that, that take place. And yet, how often, and there was an article that I read once, and, and just to share part of it with you, it says, the older you get, the more you hear folks talk about the good old days. And what was the good good about the good old days? Uh, well, uh, you think of it, it says, you could lay down at night and sleep unafraid, even with the doors unlocked. Men considered their word as their bond. Uh, whether spoken or written. Uh, Young people were taught to respect older folk. It was considered a shame and disgrace for a couple to live together without being married. Members of the church knew uh, knew why they were and what they were. Preachers preached the Bible with a willing willingness to stand for it unflinchingly. It was easy to tell Uh, where the preacher stood on most any issue. The church was the fastest growing group of all religious bodies. Remember the good old days and to think about it. Yet when we think of our own lives and we think of those good old days and especially some of the things that that we mentioned there uh, that 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 article brings out, what was good about the good old days? Oftentimes we think of that and, and, and there's so many different memories that that maybe come flowing back to us of of times of, of of our youth, uh, the the simplicity that was there, and yet just as that article points out, how simple it is to lie down, to sleep, not having having to worry what's going to happen, to to know that that a handshake or a the word of a person was a bond, that it meant something, that it was true to them, to know and hear. Someone that was younger to say, yes, sir, yes, ma'am. To look at a family and know that it's growing. And I think back to some of the shows that, that I grew up wa- watching, uh, Leave it to Beaver and some of those shows, uh, how powerful they are. But yet, not just that, just hearing the gospel proclaimed, the, the energy that was behind it, the, the motivation that was behind it, why people spoke of it. It was often said that, that in times past, uh, if you didn't have a Bible, you could find someone that was a member of the Church of Christ because they were a walking Bible. They knew it cover to cover. They knew it front backwards. They knew it upside down. They could quote you the verse. Uh, if you just told them kind of where it was and what it was about, they knew where it was. Yet we look at today and then how often it is we get away from that. We don't know where a Bible verse is. Oftentimes we don't even know where a book is. And we forget the importance of of the gospel. We forget, as that article said, the church knew who they were. 
They knew why they were there. They had a purpose. They were driven by that purpose. They had a zeal that would go on and on and on and never stopped. Uh, preachers continue to proclaim the gospel. No matter what adversaries were in their way, they were, were willing to stand on the Bible, stand up for the Bible. They unflinchingly stood up for it. And yet, passages within God's Word just come flowing back to mind when we think of, of being a member of the Lord's church, uh, being a member of His body. And my, first, my mind is, is drawn back to, to the book of Romans. I think of Paul often, and, and oftentimes we, we give Paul a lot of credit for what he was willing to do, his, his zeal that he had, the, the drive that he, he shows us to go forth and to proclaim the gospel, the evangelist uh, that was there. And yet, when we think of Paul in his writings... How wonderful it is that we can take that writing and open it up a little bit and then examine it and apply it to ourselves. And we think back to those good old days of those that were willing to stand up. It's almost like they took the scripture to heart. What it said is literally what it said, and it applies to me. And yet, when I look at the scripture today, and I, and I see what it says, how often it is when people see it, they, they just simply read it. And then close the book and no longer want to see it, no longer want to hear it, no, don't want to have anything to do with it. And yet, how wonderful it would be if we literally took it and applied it to our lives, just as the book of James tells us. If you'd open your Bibles with me for just a moment this, uh, the, uh, during this podcast here, let's look at Romans chapter 1. And, and let's start in verse 13. And let's look at the context of it and then let's apply it uh, to the good old days of what we've been talking about of how people stood up for the gospel. Romans chapter 1, starting in verse 13. If you'll read along with me here, I'll be reading from the, the King James Version. It says, Now I would not have you ignorant, brethren, uh, that oftentimes I purposed to come unto you, but was let hitherto that I might have some fruit among you, also, even as among other Gentiles, I am debtor, both to the Greeks and to the barbarians, both to the wise and to the unwise. So as much as in me is, I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome also. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein is the, is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. Now we think of that passage there, and, and there's a lot that, that we can take and, and break open, thinking, thinking of the good old days, the things that have gone by, and, and how people react today to the gospel, how we react as Christians to the gospel, the zeal that was there in those words that were penned by the Apostle Paul should be a, a beacon for us to go forth, to do the same, to apply it to our lives as, as we read in James. Is looking into that mirror and looking at what God has to say, not just reading through those few verses and saying, well, I see what Paul's motive was. He wanted to go to Rome. He wanted to teach the gospel. He wanted to be around them. He wanted to 
to check on them and see what they were doing. But he says, look, I am a debtor, verse 14, to the Greeks and to the barbarians. I'm in debt to them. There's a, something upon Paul's mind as we think of that. I am a debtor. There's a debt that I owe them. I owe them the opportunity to proclaim the gospel to them. I owe it to them to go to them and, and to teach them the good news of Christ, to show them Christ's death, burial, and resurrection. And then I think of my own life. Am I doing that? Am I a debtor to the gospel of Christ? Am I a debtor to those that I come in contact with? Am I neglecting them the opportunity to hear the gospel proclaimed. And we look back at Matthew, and oftentimes we go to Matthew chapter 5, and we, we look at that, that section of passages through Matthew 5, 13 through 16, where Christ there is on the Sermon of the Mount, speaking up, saying, hey, you need to be the salt of the earth. You need to be the light, a city that is set upon a hill. You need to show your good works to others. But yet, how often it is, that we don't show those good works. That they're not even there. We forget our, our purpose. We forget that we are Christians. And we have that great commission to go into the world. To be that light. To be that preserving salt that Christ talked about. To show others Christ through our actions. And yet how often we want to hide it. We don't want to show it. We forget the debt that we have. We forget what Christ was willing to do for us. And yet we think of that and how sobering that thought is. That I am in debt to Christ, not just to the world to proclaim the gospel, but to Christ who took my sins away, who became that offering for my sins, who died on that cross. I am a debtor. I need to proclaim the gospel. We need to be like those of old who were willing to stand up and say, Hey, I am of Christ. This is his message. I'm going to proclaim it. Just as Christ, uh, as Paul says there, as we read there in Romans chapter 1, verse 15, says, So much as in me is, I am ready to preach the gospel. I am ready to proclaim it. I am ready to herald the good news of Christ. I am ready to tell the world of the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ, what He has done in my life, to show others the hope that is in me, as Peter would tell us, to be ready to give that answer of the hope. Why? And you think of that, how can people see that hope? Because I'm proclaiming Christ. I'm being that light. I'm being that salt. People can see my good works, and they're not letting any, and I'm not letting anything stop me from doing it. It says, I'm ready to preach the gospel to you that are in Rome also. And we need to ask ourselves, are we ready? And how simple it is. And, and many of us might be thinking, well, I'm not ready. I, I'm, I just don't know if I can do that. I don't know if I can proclaim the gospel. And I, and I simply ask ourselves, how did I become a Christian? What process did I go through? Can I tell people the hope that Christ has given me? Can I tell people of the saving power of Christ's blood, what he was willing to do for me? And you think of that, we may say that I'm not ready. Is it because we've lost that zeal? 
Is it because we've lost that hope that we have in Christ? Have we lost sight? As Paul says, I look forward to it in Philippians. I, I continue the race that is set before me because I see what Christ has done. Have we lost that hope? Have we turned away? Have we lost sight? Have we put our hands to the plow and looked back because we have forgotten what Christ has done for us? We've forgotten the hope that God has given us. I am ready to preach the gospel. I am ready to be a debtor. I am ready to show others what Christ has done in my life and the hope that he's given me. Verse 16 of that text says, For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Wow. Think of that for a moment. And if we think of our own lives, are we ashamed of the gospel? Are we fearful of it? Are we afraid of what others might say because when they hear that I'm a Christian, that I'm a, I'm a member of the body of Christ, how sad that is. How sad it is that many that darken the, the, the doors of a, a church building, that, that sit in the pews, that's all it is to them. To come on Sunday morning, Sunday evening, Wednesday night, check that off their, their weekly to-do list. Hey, I went to church, and yet how sad it is on Monday morning when they go to work and they're around those people that they work with that the gospel of Christ and what they've heard on Sunday and the way they acted on Sunday is thrown to the window, put on a back burner, and now they say, look, I got a, I got a job to do. This isn't the time to proclaim Christ. This isn't the place to proclaim Christ. Yes, it is. You think of Paul. He says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. I'm not going to hide the gospel of Christ. And yet, how often do we do the very thing and go against what Paul is saying? We we're willing to talk a good game on Sunday when we're in the church building. We're willing to say, hey, this is where I'm going to be. This is what I'm going to do. This is what I say that I am. I, I associate with Christ. I'm a member of, of the body of Christ. Yet when it comes down right to it, you know what? I'm going to turn away from it because I'm afraid of what a co-worker might say. Am I ashamed of the gospel? Am I ashamed of what Christ was willing to do for me? Am I ashamed of the blood of Christ that was sacrificed on that cruel cross of Calvary? The, the blood that I was washed in, the, the death, burial, and resurrection that I was baptized in, as we see in Romans chapter 6. Am I ashamed of it? To the point I don't want anybody to know that I am associated with Christ? How sad. How sad that is. Yeah, you think of the good old days, how many people knew who they were, what they stood for, what they were willing to stand for. And today, we simply pass over it. We simply just read the passage and say, well, that's what Christ did for me. 
I'm not going to share it. I'm not going to proclaim it. I'm ashamed to be associated with Christ because the world around us doesn't want anything to do with Christ. How sad that is. How sad that is in our lives. That when the world looks at our lives, they don't see Christ. They just see another person. They just see somebody else walking around. Another face in the crowd. They may never hear the gospel proclaimed. They may never see Christ in our actions because we're not willing to show it because we're ashamed of the gospel of Christ. And as we think of it, it says, Paul says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Why, Paul? Why are you not ashamed of the gospel of Christ? Because, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Paul is really, truly telling us, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ because it has saved me from a, a, a eternity in torment. It has saved me from an eternity in a place where God is not present. It has saved me. As we see in 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, it has saved me from the vengeance of God. Because the gospel is the power unto salvation. Why do we not want to share that good news? Why do we want to hide that, what God has done for us? Why do we want to hide what God has put into place? Yet, we think back to those old times. And I'm drawn back to Acts chapter 17. If you turn there with me, that old time that, that, that Christ was there, that, that Paul was going about proclaiming the gospel, uh, the world that was there, we, we look at the passages there, and look at Acts chapter 17 with me. And starting in, in verse 5, it says, But the Jews, which believed not, were moved within me, took unto them certain lewd fellows of a baser sort, and gathered a company, and set all the city on an uproar, and assaulted the house of Dr Jason, and sought to bring them out to the people. And when they found them not, they drew Jason and certain brethren unto the rulers of the city, crying, These that have turned the world upside down have come hither also. In days past, we can think of those good old days, have we turned the world upside down? Was the world turned upside down? You think, as, as we look back to that article that we read of the good old days, and it says the church was the fastest growing group of all religious bodies. Why? They were turning the world upside down. They didn't care what the world said. They were willing to stand on the truth and proclaim it. Just as we see here with Paul in, in Acts chapter 17 with Jason and those at that time, they turned the world upside down because they spoke the truth. They proclaimed the gospel. Yet, are we willing to do the same? Are we willing to continue to turn the world upside down? And yet, how often in another aspect of the this idea of the good old days, and especially in today's world with everything that's been going on in the, 
in the last couple of days, in the last couple of years, and especially think back to 2020 with, with the coronavirus that that has been going on, and people are going, oh boy, here he, here we're going to hear about the coronavirus, yes, because we often think back, well, what about before the coronavirus? Well, what what did we do? We were we were amongst the people. We were teaching others. We were able to do these things and and have all these events and all this stuff. Why not now? Yes, I understand the coronavirus and the effects that it has to limit us, to stop us. And yet, what about the good things that could come from it? How many people have been searching for Christ because something caught their attention? Something brought their to brought their attention to Christ, that looking for something better, looking for hope. And where was the church? Where were we when the world was looking for hope? We were hiding. We were ashamed. We were quarreling amongst ourselves about what we should do, how we should teach others, how we should continue forward when what we should have been doing is being out there and saying, look, there is hope. There is a Christ. And there's hope within him. What we should have been doing from the whole time. You know, when I think back to the good old days, I think back to the times that I heard people proclaiming the gospel from the pulpit, the message that was there, the fire that was within them. And I wonder, can we still have that today? Is that fire, is that zeal still present? Can it be shown? Can we continue to show it and preach and proclaim the gospel from the mountaintops to be like Paul and say, I will not be ashamed. I will teach the gospel. I will proclaim Christ. I will stand for him. And as we think back to other passages, I will, and you think back to, to the Old Testament of those that were looking for one to stand in the gap. Just one. Willing to stand up for Christ. To say, here am I. As Isaiah would say, here am I. Send me. Let me be the voice. Let me be the one to proclaim the gospel. Let me be the one to send that good news. Romans chapter 10, we see there, it says, How beautiful are the feet of them that preach, that, that proclaim the gospel, that bring glad tidings of good things. Am I the one with those beautiful feet? Am I the one willing to go and step outside of my comfort zone to teach somebody that is lost? The gospel. Yeah, we think of those things this, yeah, this as we study this just today. The good old days. When everything seemed to be going right. Why was it going right? What did we have? What was the purpose of it? Why were things going right? Can we replicate it today? And can we continue today? Can we get back proclaiming the gospel and not being ashamed of it can we get back to standing up unflinchingly to know where someone stands especially when it's biblical are we standing for christ or are we cowering
Have we forgotten to put on that whole armor of, of Christ? Have we forgotten to take that sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, out of its sheath and put it to work to let that Bible speak? Because it has everything that we need to pertain to life and godliness as we see in, in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. Everything that we need is within that good Word. The Gospel of Christ is there. The commandments that we are to follow are there. All we have to do is stand up and proclaim it. Stand up and say, look at what Christ has done in my life. Let me show you what he can do for you. Again, thank you for listening uh, today at this podcast. And thank you for joining us. Make sure to like, share, comment uh, on the podcast. Uh, give us a, a rating that way we can continue to proclaim the gospel to others and all as always we're going to always try to to put out episodes uh coming up in the near future and make sure that, to keep an eye out for them and and subscribe to the podcast to keep up with them and hopefully this lesson today has been fruitful for you and you can take something away from it maybe it's even encouraged you to go forth and proclaim the gospel maybe there are those that are listening that Maybe they're hearing this for the first time and they're wondering, well, what is the gospel? Uh, what is this good news that you're talking of? And, and how, how can I li- uh, learn more? Uh, reach out to us. Uh, we definitely here at uh, the Coffee Break Bible Study and then uh, the, the church where, where we're working with, Pickway Church of Christ, we would be love to sit down uh, and discuss it with you either over a phone call or video chat or, or whatever means possible to learn about the gospel of Christ, to get you in connection with those maybe in your area that that can help you to study it, to learn more of it, and how powerful it is we have that connection that we can do that. But reach out to us if you have questions, comments, anything. Uh, That way we can help you, that we are here for you. And as we always end every episode, always remember that God loves you, and we love you, and we'll see you next time.